I'm Aaron Weintraub, and this is Inside Kurdistan. So we had the privilege of going to get interviews uh, from directors and jury from the De Hook International Film Festival. Uh, so over the next few weeks, uh, maybe not back to back, but in the next few weeks, I'll be putting out interviews that I got with directors uh, that I found had interesting submissions uh, and are interesting people in general. And uh, we'll be discussing film culture in Kurdistan, uh, obviously about their own films and submissions and uh, about some of the more intricate aspects of storytelling uh, for features and documentaries and uh, short films. Today, I'm going to share a very brief uh, but rewarding conversation with Muriel Aburos. Uh, she doesn't have a submission for this film festival. Instead, uh, she's working as a jury for the Kurdish feature submissions, as well as an instructor for a program the film festival has called the Nuhat program, uh, which focuses on providing uh, young filmmakers here with guidance and insight on writing and shooting and editing films. Uh, and we don't discuss her views on the films uh, that she's responsible for judging <laughs> for obvious reasons. Uh, but instead, we're going to focus on the masterclasses she's giving at Nohat, uh, focusing as an instructor in cinematography. And I think the highlight of our conversation was our talk about the pressure that young storytellers here have to go west where there's more money and uh, more established film culture rather than staying uh, where they're from and uh, building a next generation of uh, film culture. With, admittedly, yes, a smaller audience and less money and fewer resources. Uh, Muriel is from Beirut. Uh, she's the first female cinematographer, uh, not just in Lebanon, uh, but uh, in the entire Arab world. Uh, and she's built an extremely distinguished and impressive resume of work, which I will link below. Uh, perhaps her most highly regarded work is in her mini-doc series, Ziara, uh, which has collected a huge number of international awards and recognition. And it also marked uh, her debut as a cinematographer and director. When I spoke to her, she had to leave in about 15 minutes. So if this interview seems uh, to have a slightly rushed quality to it, that's why. But in that short time, I was really impressed with her insight about her own craft and in general what she had to say uh, for and about the next generation of filmmakers in Kurdistan and in the region in general. So with all that said, here's what we talked about. Too far? Too close? Yeah, the, the sounds of the... You can hear the sound of the woman there? Yeah, they're very strong microphones. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, these are really nice, actually. Uh, it's okay, though. Okay. We're in a cafeteria right now for all the listeners of this podcast, uh, so there might be uh, some sounds of uh, people eating, mm -hmm. but that's okay. It can be ASMR as well. Yes. <laughs> Muriel, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I wanted to... So, let's start. When did you get to the hook? Uh, can you um, tell me? Three, four days ago, I was here at the opening the day of the opening of the festival. It was my first time. How you like the hook? I love the hook. I love the people of the hook. Yeah? Yeah. Where have you been? Uh, in Beirut. Okay. I'm coming from Beirut. All right. Yes. How is... Uh, let's, let's start with this, actually. Uh, you've started as a, a teacher here at the No Hot Program. Yeah. And uh, how have your classes been going, and what have you like been focusing on? Uh, I'm required to focus on cinematography since this is my field of expertise uh -huh. and this is what they need. I mean, there is five departments mm -hmm. uh, or four, de four departments, uh, uh, writing, producing, directing, cinematography, and I do the cinematography part. So okay. And you say required to uh, Required uh, to. I mean, this, yeah. is the, this is the need uh -huh. of the workshop. I mean, the, the, the program is, tr is preparing f uh, seven groups of, of four mm -hmm. 
each four are uh, producing and shooting and directing a short film. So uh, my responsibility is to take the cinematographers of all the groups, mm -hmm. seven, eight cinematographers, and work with them on their ability to transform a script into an image, into a film, because they need to be able to film. They need to be able to manipulate the camera, to, to film it, to light it, to create the visual style for it. And the students that are taking part in the program are, have different levels of uh, knowledge or experience. Mm -hmm. Some are very experienced and they are very talented and some are beginners. So I'm trying to create a system where everybody can get enough information to evolve in what they're doing. I'm actually curious because I actually know one of the kids in the program. His name is Ajwan. I don't yeah. know. If, yeah. Ajwan is not in my, is not in the cinematography. Yeah. Well, he specializes in audio generally. Yeah. Right. But he's, I think he's in the production team. Right. He's on the production team yeah. this time. So I'm curious if there are any kids who have like expertise in like another area that they're trying to apply to this, uh, because these areas blend into yes, each other. Yes, of yeah, course. Yeah. Of course yeah. they blend in. Uh, to my knowledge, there is, uh, the, the beginners, I mean, the, the ones who are experienced are already, you know, is established, I mean, more or less established, or at least they are more sure that this is what they want to do. Mm -hmm. The beginners come from different backgrounds. They didn't study uh, filmmaking nor cinematography, but they feel inclined to do that. So we are, we have a case of, uh, you know, dreaming, hoping, uh, wanting, and you have a case of people wanting to evolve in that field. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I don't know if they come from a different background in a sense that they used to do, I don't know, painting and now they want to do cinematography. I don't know that much about them. Mm -hmm. Let's start with your own background. Because yeah. uh, I'm curious, you've worked in cinematography in Beirut. Uh, can you tell me about some of the projects you've worked on in the past and, and, and what led you to becoming a teacher here? That's it's a big story. question. That's a big, I mean, that's the story of my life. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, what I'm going to say is that uh, being uh, uh, by, by chance or accident, being the first female Arab cinematographer, mm -hmm. uh, because I started, you know, almost 30 years ago, uh, I went to film school and I fell in love with the light and I decided I want to be a cinematographer, which was not, uh, you know, accessible to women. But I did, and I was happy to do that. And I shot all kinds of things, from advertising to short films to feature films to documentaries. And along the way, I found myself evolving into uh, wanting to deal with reality more than fiction, more than imagination, because reality, for me, is the greatest fiction. When I look at life, I feel like it's scripted almost, and that things are happening sometimes it's unbelievable as much as it, it could be unbelievable in a science fiction film. Mm -hmm. So I feel that life is already so rich in, in, in action that I don't want to waste my energy on uh, something that comes from my imagination. I want to deal with reality and try to understand and, and transfer that reality, witness that reality through the image and sound. So, um, and I've always loved teaching. I started to teach, I was 27 years old, and I've te taught in most of the Lebanese film schools, but then I realized that I'm not academic in my, the way I think. So I uh, developed and created an alternative film lab, which is the Intuitive Film Lab, and uh, uh, which focuses more on developing the intuitive, creative ability of a filmmaker when it comes to being honest in their in their act of creation, mm -hmm. 
instead of seeking a recipe that works, seeking more who they are and what they want to really say. Yes, so, and that film lab I conducted on my rooftop and my building in Beirut, and I offer it every year to nine filmmakers because I truly believe that if we reconnect with our intuition, we'll be more authentic, more genuine, and maybe, maybe, uh, with the genius of some of us, a new language, a new cinematic approach will be born, a new language will be born, maybe we can reinvent what we're doing instead of focusing on falling into the trap of being boxed and put in a certain condition where, oh, this is good for Netflix, this is good for Jun Sepak, I don't know who. Mm -hmm. I, I want us to create what doesn't fit in any box. Well, I'm curious about two things. First of all, let's focus on, you were the first female cinematographer uh, in Lebanon. In uh, the Arab world. In the Arab world, okay. Uh, how many of your students uh, are, are young women working to become uh, the next generation of cinematographers? Well, there's a lot of next yeah. generation, much better than me, beautiful <laughs> people. In Lebanon, I have, I know, at least me personally, I know 10 beautiful, talented female cinematographers who have already shot films, short and feature and who are doing great and they're very talented and I'm very proud of them and I love them and some of them were my students, some of them I met along the way, we mm. worked together and I always support them and I'm, I think we're beyond the next generation, we're in the next next generation right. and I'm happy to have uh, among my students here a female cinematographer as well uh, who wants to be a cinematographer and uh, uh, she's very passionate uh, and she's very open to learn and I believe that she would be able to achieve her dream. So the second part of that question is how, what are the differences between the types of stories that this generation wants to tell from when you started out? I mean, what, are there any variations of, of the way that this next generation wants to approach storytelling, approach cinema, approach... Uh... I cannot talk generally because mm -hmm. I don't know everybody and right. I don't know what happens in everybody's mind. I can say what I've witnessed. I mean, in our time, uh, we all, all of us believe that cinema is something that we construct. Like we write fiction and we create something from our imagination that it's something you control. You control every element of it. And this was the game. The game was the control game. Right. Because, you know, in Lebanon, for example, your life is out of control. You know, today there might be a good day. Tomorrow might be war. After tomorrow might be I don't know what. Mm -hmm. So as if cinema is a game to control something. At least this is what I felt. But then as I moved forward and I realized that you can't control anything in life, I started to feel, uh, even through cinema, international cinema, I started to feel there's an openness to, to uh, jam with life, mm -hmm. to jam with what's happening instead of trying to control everything, especially that everything we do is very low budget. So when you're in a low budget, you have no control. I mean, there's a lot of things you cannot afford. So you have to open up to the possibility of jamming with life, of right. seeing what happens. And I think in the Arab world, I mean, in this region, I'm sure Kurdistan as well, uh, uh, having to deal with low budget films and having to deal with difficult situations in order to make a film happen, I think documentary filmmaking and or docudrama filmmaking are more approachable and more affordable mm -hmm. for the, which is great, which I think is a blessing in disguise because real, our lives need to be witnessed through the camera. Mm -hmm. And the more we can use these so-called disadvantages that we have 
transform them into advantages, the better we could be able to communicate who we are to the world. Right. Well, and I'd actually like to build on that because there's a lot of pressure on these young kids to go out to the West and go work as cinematographers in, in, in America, in Germany, Canada, things like that. What would you say to kids who are feeling that pressure to try and get out of here and, and, and try and build their life as a cinematographer elsewhere rather than staying Why here? Why not? Listen, I believe that we are all, we have the right to be on Earth. Mm -hmm. We are here on Earth. We are global citizens. I don't believe that we need to um, uh, belong to a specific land or specific uh, spa place, especially if the, the relationship is toxic and this place is suffocating us. We have the right to go out there, meet other people, meet other culture, open up, broaden our experiences. But for me personally, my, my stories and the people that I understand the most and the people that are heard the most or maybe victimized the most or the people who are you know, revolting every day and trying to change the reality every day are the people I live with, the people I know. So, and since I believe that I chose to be born in Lebanon, and since I believe that I chose to be here on earth by choice, not because it was an accident, I believe to honor my choices and to be in Lebanon because I want to make a difference there. Mm -hmm. Now, if I come to Dohok here and I can make a difference in Dohok and then go to Canada or the US or anywhere else in the world, to make a difference. This is my duty as a human being to do that. Not because I'm Lebanese or other. I don't believe in nationality. I don't believe in belonging to any, to any um, a group of people who want to just in the name of righteousness decide that we are right or we are wrong. I believe that it's all about how we deal with each other, how we, how we treat ourselves, how we treat the others. And then you can tell me you're a human being. But if you want to come and impose on me, like the industry does, what films are accepted in that festival, what films are accepted in that fund, just because the political agenda falls into that box, this is not art. This is business. Mm -hmm. And I'm not in that business. What would you like to see in the future with programs like No Hot, to, like expanding in the future with the next generation? I hope it would be a longer program. Mm. I, th I hope that because sincerely to write a script and to develop a script and to develop a team energy together, it's a, a longer uh, process. Yani it has to be four to six weeks, for example, where we can go with them, scout locations, see how the film is evolving in their mind, teach them how to do casting, how to choose their actors, how to direct actors. I mean, there's a lot of, not because I know how to do that, mm -hmm. it's just that it is something that the collaboration, mm -hmm. the act of collaboration, the act that we're looking at the same thing together right. makes it richer, makes it more interesting, makes it more deep. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes when you're in that place, you're blinded by all the emotions. But when you and me look at something, maybe we have a different perspective on things. So I believe that you know, teaching or collaborating or learning together or whatever you want to call it, it's something that takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. And six days, I mean, they're beautiful, but they're not enough. Going back real quick to something you talked about with the need for low-budget productions because there's just not enough money, there's also pressure on, on these kids to be able to do it all. 
I mean, not just to specialize in one thing. Yeah. You, I mean, you just said that, you, you know, you don't necessarily have expertise in like casting and location scouting and things no. like that. But what would you say to someone who just wants to do cinematography or, or, or someone who wants to learn sort of all of it? Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that the problem is the solution. Mm. And that the problem that we have, whatever challenge you have in life, if we call it a problem, it becomes a problem. If we call it an opportunity, it becomes an opportunity. Having been, you know, uh, studied in Lebanon and, lear and learned everything in Lebanon and, and uh, traveled abroad and worked abroad, I realized that having to go through all the stages and learn a little bit of everything makes us who we are, makes us special, makes us have a broader experience than somebody who just learned to put that here. And this is what I do. And if you ask them to look at what's next to it, they can't see it. So in one way, being expert in one thing is good. In another way, having go through all the chain is also a, a, a richer experience. So I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't want to judge it. But if you want to be expert in one thing, you have to go to the places where they teach you to be an expert in one thing. And if you want to use that opportunity to be uh, to live all the three-dimensional experience of making a film. And then one day, if you're a director or a producer, you would know how to deal with your team because you would know each one of them what they're doing and what they're going through, which for me is a more human and richer experience. But there is no right and wrong, I mean. And every team is different. Every, every, every culture is different. Right. Every person is different. Every experience is different. So I don't believe in general rules. Well, Muriel, thank you so much for uh, talking you. with me today. Thank you. Pleasure. Cheers. I'd like to thank Miral Aboros once again for giving me the time to talk about her and her experiences in person. Uh, because we didn't get to talk for very long, I'm posting her organization's website, Home of Cinejam, uh, which she uses as uh, equal parts of production company, as well as a center to provide her own workshops for young filmmakers in Beirut. Uh, I'm also posting some uh, episodes of Ziara, uh, her doc series from YouTube, which I heavily, heavily recommend you check out. Inside Kurdistan is brought to you by the Kurdistan Information Network, and you can check out our podcast on KurdistanIn.net. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to us at info at KurdistanIn.net. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Aaron Weintraub, and this has been Inside Kurdistan. <laughs> <laughs>